With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hey, hey, you have found your way to another episode of Speakernomics. Yes, this is the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. And today we are going to talk to one of the featured speakers for the National Speakers Association's Influence 2021 conference that will take place in July in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, Speakernomics, it is the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and today we're talking to Candace Mama, and she lives in Cape Town, South Africa, and when she does come to Influence, she's going to come to us virtually because Cape Town is a long way away from Las Vegas. Oh my gosh, it's so far. So we're going to talk today about forgiveness and why it is so powerful. So Candace, what are your two tips for speakers about forgiveness and why it can help them build a better business. Absolutely, Tom, and thank you so much for having me. Um, probably the two biggest tips I have are forgiveness is really about yourself. So that's the first big one. Um, and then the second one is it just allows you to reach greater heights. Once you know how to control your internal dialogue, I mean, the world literally becomes your oyster. So those are the two big tips I give. Ooh, I can't wait to unpack those tips. But for those of you who are not familiar with Candace Mama, she is recognized by Vogue Paris, the African Union, and the United Nations for her work on peace building and forgiveness in Africa and all around the world. She's doing some really important work, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that, but also secretly well i guess it's not secret because it's on instagram she also dances on instagram and one of her dancing videos got her featured on the bbc so candace when did you get featured on the on the bbc and you kind of told me before we started you're not a professional dancer so how, how did that happen I'm actually a terrible dancer, Tom, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, so it actually happened in the beginning of COVID. So March 2020, um, I decided to post one of my random dance videos where I have a great time. I don't know if people watching me have as good a time as I have. Um, and all of a sudden I got a message from someone from the BBC and they said, would you mind if we use this footage? And I was like, are you kidding me? This would be a dream come true. Um, <laughs> and they did. They did next to Lionel Messi and Madonna. So I was in great company. Really proud moment for me. <laughs> I think the only person who would dance worse than you then on Instagram would be me. So BBC, if, if you're listening, I will dance horribly for you at any time. So, so Candace, I'm really excited about this whole work that you do around yeah. forgiveness, because as, as I interview a lot of speakers about how to make your, make yourself have a better business, I could make a list of a lot of things. I wouldn't have put forgiveness on the list, but in preparing to interview you and looking at what you're going to talk about when we get to influence 2021 this summer, it really is powerful. So let's go to your first tip. And that is forgiveness is all about self. Tell, tell me what you mean by that. Uh, 
Yeah, Tom, I think everything you said about the fact that people do not associate forgiveness with success, right? It's not the number one money-making tip in the world, let's be honest, right? (laughs) And, you know, I think for me, what I had to realize through personal experience and the story I'll be sharing on uh, influence is the fact that when I was living with bitterness, resentment, anger, all of those emotions assisted me to a certain degree. They assisted me, they pushed me because I was so competitive. But when I realized that I needed to forgive, when I realized that, you know, when I released myself from this cage, it was never about the perpetrator of my pain. It had all to do with me. It opened my mind in such a way that it changed my entire life. The way I worked, the way I related to my family, the way I related to everyone in my life. And it brought me back to a saying, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it goes along the lines of, um, if you don't heal what cut you, you'll bleed on those around you. And that's exactly what I started to realize that I was bleeding all over people and I didn't even know it. That was the worst part. I didn't even know it. And once I realized forgiveness was about myself, my whole entire existence, what I achieved, who I became, was completely different. And I think every human being can benefit from it. Gosh, that I've never heard that saying before, but it is so powerful. If, if you don't heal what has cut you, you will bleed on, on all those around you. My, my gosh, I mean, I, I suddenly just in my own mind could think of all kinds of times I, I let, you know, an emotional cut, if you will, you know, just ooze out all over everybody else. And I think probably a lot of people do that. And I think they get caught up with what you said about resentment and anger. They use it to push forward, but at the same time, maybe that's not not the healthiest way. So just give us a little bit of, of your story of what led you to realizing that, that forgiveness was about self. Absolutely, Tom. Um, so I'm going to give a very short synopsis, but the full thing will be at influence. Um, but in an elevator pitch of my story, basically what happened was when I was nine months old, as you said, I come from South Africa. We know for our deeply oppressive past, unfortunately. And so when I was nine months old, my father was brutally murdered by an apartheid assassin by the name of Eugene de Kock. And by the time I reached about 24, I had the opportunity to meet Eugene in prison. I met him, I forgave him, and I advocated for his parole. Um, A few months later, he received parole. And of course, the whole world was like, what? I mean, he was known as prime evil, right? Like he was known as the assassin of the state, one of the most evil human beings on the planet. Um, And so people really started wanting to know, how do you free yourself from that kind of pain, from that kind of anger? And so that's when my journey into, I thought it was honestly going to be just a one-source thing. (laughs) I didn't think it would end up being a whole career. But um, yes, that's how I started teaching people how to heal and how to take ownership of the existence and their lives. And and I'll just go out on a limb here. I think a lot of us have had pain and, and problems that aren't necessarily as as deep as as having our, our father murdered and then and then later advocating for the parole of, of the murderer. So yeah. you know obviously that, that is it is such a powerful example. What do you find in your work with other people who can't forgive themselves for things that might be as serious or or, or maybe more minor? What do you find are the roadblocks to forgiving self? Self-forgiveness. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for actually mentioning that. Um, self-forgiveness is probably one of the hardest things as human beings we can get our minds around. And I think I've encountered more people that can forgive vile atrocities, which I won't name, and not be able to forgive themselves. And so keep themselves in this 
you know, moment of like, had I not done this, had I chosen differently, had I walked a different road, whatever it may be. And so for me, what I found is we struggle with self-compassion. We look at ourselves with so little compassion, but we look at our friends, those we love, our partners, our children with so much more compassion. And so what I teach people to do is treat yourself like you would either one, the younger version of yourself. So like the five-year-old, nine-year-old version of yourself. And would you have the dialogue you have to yourself if you were speaking to that child? And most people would say no. Second, it's if your friend came to you and they said to you what you were going through currently and you love this friend, would you tell them, oh, you're such an idiot. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. You wouldn't, right? You would have compassion. And so the same compassion you exercise for other people is the compassion you should be exercising for yourself. And those are the big obstacles. And that's the one key thing I think people miss when they want to practice self-forgiveness. Gosh, that is that is so powerful because so often, and I'm I'm just thinking of people who might be listening to the show who have a speaker business who've gone through, you know, rough times the last year, or you know, maybe even before the pandemic, where they made a mistake in their business, they didn't act fast enough, they 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 didn't do do the work necessary to get themselves to the next level, and they beat themselves up constantly. They constantly find reasons why, you know, they're not good enough, they're not strong enough, they're you know, they're weak, whatever it is. And yet another speaker comes to them and says that they did something very similar and they're super supportive and they show them ways that they can learn from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what you're what you're talking about. So let's take this to people who work in our business as speakers. Mm. What are some areas that you think this might really apply to for speakers at really getting to that self level? Oh, absolutely. So, Tom, you know what I realized very quickly once I got control of my own emotions? Because what we don't realize is emotions such as anger, resentment, pain, they control us. We don't have control over them. We can choose how to direct them, but in many ways, they what I call trigger buttons in our soul. And so what happens is if someone has that combination code to your pain lock, guess what? They get to control you. They get to make you angry. They get to make you undervalue yourself. They get to make you question yourself. So it just, it it becomes like someone else has a control over your emotions. What happens when you use forgiveness and self-compassion, I'll say, is all of a sudden you get control of your own remote control because you've healed the trigger wounds, the trigger buttons, they're no longer any landmines to step on. Someone can come to me tomorrow, Tom, and say, Candice, you know, I think you're quite stupid. Because I know that factually I'm not stupid, it actually is not going to phase me. I'm going to be like, oh, okay. So I'm still negotiating this contract and as stupid as I may be, I still need to get an answer on if we are going to move forward in this direction, right? And we only see how people get diverted, whether it's in protests, whether it's in big movements, because people trigger them and they're so involved in the anger and the pain and the, you know, that they actually never get a great outcome. And I think in our industry, it's so important to not get triggered because we deal with so many people. We deal with mass groups of people in many cases to not get triggered by the one person who did not like your service or the one client who does not want to pay you your worth. It is not about you. Just get to the place where you feel competent confident enough to say, I know my value because I think the biggest thing I've found in our industry is so many people feel like imposters. So many people struggle to charge. So many people feel hesitant when offering services. And it's like, no, you should, you should charge. (laughs) Don't do it for free. Um, So it's so interesting how this one area of your life 
when you really get control of it, what tends to happen is you build something I call self-value. You build a strong self-worth. And as Brene Brown said, it's so beautifully. She said, I refuse to negotiate my worth with others. So she knows her own individual worth and she will negotiate a contract. She will negotiate a deal, but she will not negotiate her worth. And I think in this industry, once you get to a place where you value yourself, you're self-compassionate, you speak that internal dialogue is healthy then when you step into the service industry and when you are, you know, being of service to others, you are not going to be impacted by that one person who maybe didn't like your talk or that one client who refuses to pay you your worth. You're going to realize it's just part of the course and you're going to be strong enough to handle it. So that's what I found to be very interesting for me. Well, and, and I can relate to this, which means, you know, I like to think of myself as sort of that every person, if I can relate to it, so many of our listeners can. I, I went through and I won't go into it here, but I went through some stuff and I, I allowed the words and the actions of some other people to make me feel, you know, in, in sort of air quotes, less than. And it was a long time. It was a long time that I let that less than feelings dominate me. And it wasn't even necessarily all work related, but it impacted how I did my job and my career and how I showed up. And once I realized that the actions and words of other people, that's on them. And it shouldn't impact how I feel about myself. I was able to sort of push through those roadblocks. So I, I love what you're saying. And, and I wish I had heard you say it 15 years ago. I'm so glad to hear that. But I mean, there's a beautiful quote, whether it was by Eleanor Roosevelt or it was by Margaret Thatcher. But one of them said, no one can make you feel inferior without your permission. Mm -hmm. And I think what we don't realize is when we internally and in the dark, you know, corners where no one is with us actually feel like we're not, we don't belong or we're not worthy. When someone says it outside of us, a part of us feels like, oh, they see the real me, right? They, they can see that I'm not worthy. They can see I'm not. But when you're self-compassionate, you're going to be like, yeah, you know, it's okay. Like if, if you don't think I'm good enough for your brand, great. There are <laughs> other brands out there. You know, like it's fine. And I think when we have it with more sense of humor and we take ourselves, we treat ourselves with enough love and compassion to laugh at the moments where we don't get it right and say, you know what? Yeah, I maybe did not take that opportunity, but it wasn't my opportunity to take because if it was for me, it would have been for me. And it's okay that it wasn't. What did I get from it? I learned. I learned a lesson and this is now how I'm moving forward. You know, just re-narrating our own experiences to ourselves is crucial, crucial. As a public speaker in today's lockdown world, join us July 10th through the 12th to find out at Influence 2021. That's right, the National Speakers Association's popular conference is back. And this year, we're focused on teaching you how to become radically relevant in 2021 and beyond. You'll hear from a carefully selected lineup of today's top speakers as they share with you secrets to becoming a masterful and influential speaker so you can scale your business and earn the income you deserve. All Fight a global pandemic. Make this the year you don't just survive, but thrive. Attend in person on July 10th through the 12th at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, or join us online from the comfort of your home. And to ensure the safety of in-person attendees, we've limited in-person attendance to 500 guests. So grab your ticket today at Influence2021.com. That's Influence2021.com to register today. This is a great segue to your second tip. And your second tip was around that forgiveness, and, and I assume that's of self and of others, allows you 
to reach higher levels with your business. So, so let's talk about that. So, so if we can embrace forgiveness, how does that take us to being more successful? Yeah, I mean, it's not something you'd see in the Holy Bible, right? You're not going to be like, hey, forgive and be rich. Um, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> hey, that's a great title for your next book. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll, I'll definitely keep that in consideration. Um, no, but I think what's really crucial about forgiveness is we mess up. That's a part of the human experience. You are going to mess up. You're going to be a beginner at something. You're going to make a mistake at something. You're going to have oversight in some arena of your life. If you narrate that experience in a way that is disempowering and you tell yourself you're an idiot and you, t- and you beat yourself for three months, guess what you're doing? You're missing out three months of your life. That's all you're doing. It doesn't change what happened. All it does is it allows you to now wallow in what has happened and it pauses your life for a period. And whether this is in your personal relationships or in your business, it is so important to realize that really what forgiveness is, is the re-narration of our experience. All of us go through things on a daily basis. You can look at that thing that happens to you and say, this, I'm a victim. This thing, I'm a victim to it. Or you can look at it and be like, you know what? I survived this thing. I'm a victim of it. And so with anything in our business, in our lives, when we learn that, yes, things are going to happen because you know what? That's called being human. And when those things happen, how am I going to narrate that story? Am I going to look at it as like, I'm the biggest idiot in the world? Or am I going to look at it as I've learned the most I've ever learned right now, you know, from making this decision and taking this action. And what I've realized about highly successful people is that they move forward. They recover from failure a lot quicker. And so what people tend to do is they think that by beating themselves up, they're going to be more successful. When the truth is beating yourself up doesn't actually help. <laughs> you know, it just pauses your growth. But when you can look at it from a place of self-compassion and honesty, I'm not, I'm not saying you should be ignorant to what you've done. Be like, you know what? I did not make this. Oh, I can still feel it in my soul. It sucks. And feel your way through it. Sit with it. Eat a tub of ice cream if you have to. Do what you must. All of us have our own expression. But give yourself a time period for mourning. Say two days. After two days, I get up and I show up and I move on, you know, and that happens in our personal lives, which is the forgiveness tool, which we tend to relate to personal interaction or in our business lives. You've got to adopt that habit and pattern of being self-forgiving so you can recover quicker and move forward quicker and learn the lesson quicker. So that's what I've realized in my experience. I mean, you know, it's just something I think everyone will benefit from. Well, and, and, you know, again, I'm relating to all of this. I think it's so easy when, when something goes wrong to spend that time wallowing in it and spending too much time. I love your idea of giving it a time limit. I have two days to feel bad about myself and then I move forward and, and forgive and, and move past it. I think at this time, after the last 14 months of what we've gone through in our industry with live events shutting down, and I mean, obviously virtual was there, but it wasn't successful for all speakers. Not everybody spoke as much in a virtual environment. And some people, you know, were doing well. They, they were kicking it. They were doing great. And that made other people then feel bad and, and wallow in what's wrong with me. I'm not, I'm not the king of or the queen of virtual speaking, etc. So let's take this back again to, to this world of speakers and those who maybe need to forgive themselves and the pandemic in order to move forward. How does this relate to growing your business now as we're in, in the midst of 2021 and, and in many places, things are opening up, not everywhere, sadly, in the world, but, yeah. uh, but in many places, things are starting to open up again. How can people take your advice and forgive 
the world situation and be able to jump in and really grow their business? Oh, I love that you said it, Tom. Um, I, I do think there is a definite need to accept. We have to accept what it is. So I've got a couple of steps when it comes to forgiveness in any arena, which is accept and acknowledge. You have to acknowledge that we are in a pandemic, right? Putting your head in the sand and hoping that someday stages will open up or things are going to happen. Unfortunately, it just doesn't happen that way, right? And so once we acknowledge the state of being that we are in, we accept it, then we feel it. Feel the sadness, feel the loss, feel the fear, feel, feel the emotions you need to feel, right? You need to, I don't want you to, you know, apply toxic positivity and be like, it will be okay if I just do my affirmations and I meditate, yay. No, that is probably not going to work for you in the long run, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, you know, I, I respect the positivity movement, but it's very important to feel your feelings. Give yourself that time to really feel what you are feeling. Like if you have to cry, cry. If you have to scream, scream. If you have to go box, go box. And then once you've done all of that and you've gone through your process of griefing what was, you can step into what is. And I'm not speaking from a pedestal here, Tom. I want people to know this very clearly. I had to go through this in my experience. I am a speaker. I travel the world. I travel across Africa, you know, and around the world to spread, you know, with the work that I do. And I had to stop and everything went dry as with many speakers, you know, I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm done. Um, and I had to de do what everyone else had to do. I had to accept it. I had to acknowledge it. I had to grieve it. And then I had to say, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to sit here and hope that things change? Or am I going to get with the times and adapt? And I actually became more successful during the pandemic than I was outside of it. And I'm not saying that to impress anyone, but more to impress upon everyone that all of us have the capabilities to shift in this new direction. Do not, you know, now like look at yourself and be like, I'm not, I'm not about, like, I can't do virtual. Like none of us could do virtual until we had to do virtual. You know, you couldn't speak until you had to speak. <laughs> you know? So don't put these false parameters around yourself. Instead say, how am I going to do what I do in an arena that is best suited for it right now? And I think for all of us, it's just about adapting. It's about allowing ourselves to flow with the process instead of resisting. I think the resistance is what's going to cause us a lot of pain. So it's very important we flow with this process and move with it, you know? God, I, I love I love this advice and I, and I love these tips. So for those people who do participate either in person or virtually at yeah. Influence this July, what do you hope they walk away with from your keynote? Oh, I think the biggest thing, Tom, I think in my work, just anything I do is self-compassion. You have to give yourself some room to breathe. You are human. First and foremost, you are human. Before you are a guru in this and an expert in that, you are first and foremost human. And, and you're going to make mistakes and life is going to happen. You have to learn how to love yourself, not in a narcissistic, crazy way, in a way that allows you to err and to, and to be. And I think for me, the biggest message I want to someday when I pass on, you know, I leave the world with was doing what you want to do. Life is a beautiful experience. You know, don't let trauma, don't let, you know, setbacks, don't let failure keep you from trying new things. It's a beautiful thing to experience life. It's a beautiful thing to fail at things. It's a beautiful thing to dance on BBC as a terrible dancer. You know, like all these things push your limits. Realize that, and I mean, I don't know if I have to reiterate this to people, but sometimes you need a reminder. We only live once. 
This is the only shot we get at this. And it's so important that we practice self-compassion and we allow ourselves to reach for every single dream we have. And if you fail, so what? <laughs> so what? <laughs> you know? Well, I am so excited that I will be at Influence 2021. Anybody listening who hasn't yet signed up, now would be a great time to go to nsaspeaker.org and buy your ticket to be there in person or virtually so that you don't miss the wisdom and and the, the information and the inspiration from Candice Mama. So Candice, as we wrap this up, and maybe you just said it in, in the last sentence, but can you tell me what, what is your purpose? What, what really, why are you doing the work you're doing? Oh, Tom, thank you. Uh, I think for me, I've realized what it's like to live in severe darkness. And I think once I emerged from it and I realized how beautiful life can be, that became my mission in life, to try and show people how capable they are. If I can just be the smallest little catalyst for someone to think just a little differently, then I've done my work. And so through every project I do, through everything I do, I really hope just to allow people to see themselves differently. Not anything else, but themselves. Because once they see themselves differently, they can change the world. They can do anything. So that is my purpose in life. Oh, that, that's awesome. Well, I know that you will be in South Africa coming to us digitally, but I do hope that someday our paths cross in the real world because it's been a lot of fun to have this conversation here on Speakernomics. Oh, likewise, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an incredible conversation. Well, thank you. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. Please join us every single week because this is where you'll find more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money and be more successful as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.